Welcome to Pass the Mic for Friday, April 28th, our last episode of uh, April, April 28th, 2023, episode 69. Mike Pihoti here on Zoom after a long track meet at lovely Arthur's Middle School. Mr. Michael Gervasi joining me. You know, it ain't no stopping all the dogs I'm dropping. It's Friday night, so everything is popping. I got tens to spin on the hand. So let the games begin. All right. One hint. All right. The movie Friday. I know this is going to come as a shocker. I've never seen the movie. I might have to just walk off the set now. This is, are you serious? You've never <laughs> I'm seen serious. Friday? I've never, but again, I'm not a big movie guy. I don't see a lot, even back in the, I, I, I'm anti-movies. I, I just don't, it's not like a big thing in my life as movies. Man, you are, you're going to get hammered on my text. Today. That's fine. I like, I know there, there, a lot of movies I'm not going to say I've seen. So whether it be, it's too bad you didn't, um, uh, on our way to our Down River League student council meeting today, I had 90s on nine on. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of hoping that you were going to go with this song that was on the radio, Naughty by Nature, came on. Hip Hop Array. Oh, no, OPP came on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, my question to you before we get to hold on, guess the song, and then we're going to talk about OPP. Okay. What's who? You, oh, the song? The um, artist. The artist. I'm sorry. The artist. Um, this is going to be, um, well, Ice Cube. It's Ice Cube. That's only because of the movie. Yeah. Dre had a song, uh, a, a slightly more popular song from the movie, but Ice Cube uh, was a star in the movie and that he did this song. Okay. Actually caused, yeah. That song caused a rip between him and Cypress Hill. Oh. Um, that blast are little, they are they are they okay now or is that I, I think they made up has yeah, the hatchet or, been buried? There there were some diss tracks between the two. Um, Ooh. Ice Cube did King of the Hill. Uh, yeah, pretty funny diss tracks too. But yeah, they I, uh, Cypress Hill alleges that Ice Cube stole uh, a verse from them in that song, throw, throw your set in the air, basically throw the West Side in the air and cause this big rift between the two. So. Okay, well, now, I got, in, in a roundabout way, I got it right. Yeah, OPP. Yes. What does it stand for? Other people's property is where yeah. we're going to what if, what leave if we're, we're 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 family friendly, so okay. we're going to keep that as the answer on both ends. I'm impressed. Yes. Yes. Oh, 90s on nine. I'm okay with. Yeah, that's cool. you know what the and the song before it was Meredith uh, Brooks. Yeah, the, the B word. Yeah. Oh, I I guess we're not family friendly. We're not in the oh, studio. Okay. I can't beat myself. You, <laughs> well, uh, that's just that's just a female dog. I actually heard that today at 90s on nine. I had to run home. Uh, so we were listening to 90s on 9 actually at the same time. I had to run home and grab my daughter's track shoes that she forgot. Was this and, early in the morning? Yeah, it was. was. It your sec- yeah, you well, you just missed Naughty by Nature was the next I, song. You must have just missed okay. it. I'm telling you, that's what it was. Yeah, that was definitely it. That was to be it. honest with you, though, I, I, OPP is, I like Naughty by Nature a lot. That's not a song I like by them. Yeah, it's, you know, it is what it is. Okay, let's let's get off 90s on 9. Yeah, let's get on to feedback. We had now last week's show was a very special episode, very special episode of Pass yeah, it was filmed on location. Our first on location film since um, the last time we did it was um, uh, in Europe, and the last set we did right was in Barcelona. That was the last. That Correct. Was the last that was the third. Last that was the last yes. third. And uh, Ariana Pate was our camera girl at Woodhaven High School. She did an excellent job. According um, to Max Bailey, she saved the show. Save the show. She actually appeared on camera. Um, so the third student in history to appear on Pass the Mic, right? 
Um, she did a great job. Um, Larry Williams, we reached out to Larry on the Facebook page. Yeah. Unfortunately, he wasn't working that day, and that's why there was a lapse in security, and we're not bad-mouthing Woodhaven High School or their security in any way. Uh, because a uh, you know a random fan was able to storm through this field, Kanye you know, West style. You know, imagine you're at a football, a high school football game, and a fan just randomly, or a basketball game, and Dennis hoppers it and starts walking out onto the court. I mean, that's basically what happened to us at this track and field meet. You know, but I'm not accusing Mr. Pate of not being sober or he was sober, right? Right. You would think he was sober, yeah. but he sort of stormed off into the. Yeah he did much like dennis hopper did in hoosiers well, and i felt like taylor swift when kanye west i mean either way uh, yeah yeah so you know but he you know what did your friends think about that i mean that's the that's what they did your other what did the, what I mean, did the gang what did the taylor gang think of this the gang didn't say much antoine's only one that he thought it was funny even though he got called oh, okay. out, but he thought it was funny <laughs> and uh of course tom pack with another great visual representation Man, tom just killed it he i mean i mean rocky's done I mean, like he, he, he better, I think, you know, he can, maybe he can uh, carry Dr. Rice's dissertation around the building and pass it out or something. <laughs> Man, you see, the funny thing is I'm going to get blamed for this. <laughs> uh, do you have a mic for us this week? I do. And it's sort of uh tangentially related to the uh, hot, my hot mic later. So I'm going with, uh, Mike James, a member of the 2004 Detroit Pistons NBA championship. Oh, Lord, we're going way, we're going, way back. We're getting way deep. Back. I got to print up some new pictures. Um, I, you know, like we had my track star from last week. Um, uh, looking back at you have, I got to get Mikhail Gorbachev uh, printed up, right? Like I got to get that printed up. We got to get a couple of those up and added to the studio. I hear also, speaking of the studio, our video, I had this, uh, uh, oh Ken yeah, Brillhart. Ken Brillhart sent me a Facebook message. His uh, he has a young uh, a hunter who's in tenth grade, and he has a Brooklyn. His daughter, I think, is coming into Carlson. He said the highlight of freshman orientation, highlight of freshman orientation, was the pass the mic clip video that they showed everybody. I've heard several things about it. Now, I, I Mike McBride, another Mike, but he doesn't like the show. Was kind of a, a little <laughs> bit scornful, jealous. If oh. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's actually joining my classroom on zoom tomorrow so i'm sure he's not jealous nor scornful but he, he generally doesn't have positive things to say he's kind of like rocky in that regard and rice um he sent me a hate, picture haters gonna hate haters gonna hate Kristen sent me a picture I, I did see i also noticed my uh quite the hairline in the picture they sent me in our well, that's why i'm wearing, that's why i've been wearing the bucko the buckos hat in most of these episodes well, now, did they win last night i was watching the they blew that game they actually were up big on the Dodgers and Dodgers, blew it. Yeah. They're currently up. We're recording this on Wednesday, the 26th, 9.07 Eastern Standard Time as we're recording this. And the they are currently leading the Dodgers. I don't want to jinx it. I'm sure the Ren Dog will let us know. The Ren Dog, he's the one that broke the news that the Pirates actually spent some money signing their um, Brian Reynolds to a long-term deal. I don't know where they got this money. I must have sold a lot of Iron City Light and Permani Brothers sandwiches in there or something. I'm so out of touch with baseball at this point. Brian Reynolds, tell me about him. He's good. He's pretty good. He, he, he normally would have fell in the normal pirate rotation of plays a couple of good years and then send him somewhere else for a bunch of oh, no So he's yeah. a pirate already. Yeah, he's already a pirate. Yeah, why would they sign him? I think, kid? and I may be wrong, I think they got him through the San Francisco organization when they initially got rid of McCutcheon. 
I think oh, okay. the Rendar will, will yeah, be our statistician yeah, on this. I think I'm watching baseball a little bit. More. I like these new rules. I think I'm watching a little bit more now because I, I didn't realize McCutcheon was a pirate. Again. He's back. That's yeah. Cool. Ironically, he's back with the guy that they ended up sending him away for. Yeah. That's pretty uh, neat. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, oh, you want to talk any more about your mic? Is, is there, you, you want to build that into your hot mic? Later. It's not, I mean, honestly, I just, I, it, it was kind of hard coming up with mics that played for the Pistons. And I, I, yeah, it's just, it's related to the last topic in a sense. I'm talking Detroit sports after again. So it's nothing big, but Mike James, okay. he, was a, he was a pit Mike bull. James. They put him and Lindsey Hunter would just. Uh, yeah. He was sort of like the lesser of the Lindsey Hunter. You know, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You know, like, I don't know. He was okay. But he was, he came in the, in the Rasheed Wallace trade. He was kind of, yeah. he ended up, I mean, everybody. No, he played some minutes. Yeah, he did. And, you know, at that time, it was a lot different than the NBA playoff games now. you got to remember, like, those games were in the 70s and 80s and sometimes 60s. And so every possession was a premium. And so for a guy to play at all in the playoffs was a big deal. You know, the next year, he wasn't on the team the next year. And I don't want to geek out on Piston history. I'll keep this short. But they traded for a guy, Carlos Arroyo, who just couldn't. He was a good player, actually, in the Olympics. He killed in 04 Olympics. He hurt the U.S. I think they 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 won. Uh, mostly because of him, but he he could not handle the moment in the 05 finals, and he didn't play. Like, Mike James was that good that he was playing meaningful minutes. Yeah, he was playing. He was getting minutes. Right, right. Um, One thing I do want to flash back to on um, feedback uh, to address a point, Max Bailey, who we get our earliest feedback usually from him. It's usually Friday morning in the 6 a.m. hour immediately, and he's like, why are you guys talking so fast? And yeah, the, um, we did I, listening to the episode, it was rushed. And it was only like a 16 minute episode, but in reality, we were pinched for time. Your daughter was in a, my son had already run his race. I think we were trying to squeeze it into this window between our kids races. And we, you wanted to be, you know, as any good father, we, you wanted to be done with the segment before your daughter's race went off. And as or people heard, watch it while she was running. Cause I didn't get yes. to see her. She had run a race Saturday. I was there for two and a half hours and didn't get to see her because I had to drive out to Saginaw for a soccer game. So I wanted to see her. So you, you yeah. were doing that. Yeah. You were, so I we, I, we, my aura kind of. Yeah, and there's no problem. We were rushing yeah. and that's fine. And we we moved it, you know, that that's part of why we had to do it. We had to uh, get it moving and rushed so that you didn't miss the race. Could we have gone a little slower? Probably yes. And then I, you know, I ended up taking some pictures. So that is, you know, not, we're not trying to make excuses. It was rushed. Yeah. But there was that's sort of the reason why we did get some feedback too from a couple of people that thought when they were just listening to it, not watching the various sounds that were. In, I when I listened to it on my walk, and I heard the the whistle and the gunshots. If you have headphones in, we want to apologize to any yeah. of my listeners that weren't watching on video because there were some loud background noises yeah. that you may not have been ready for, including gunshots, a couple loud whistles from the starter. <laughs> it was quite the. Uh, not real gunshots, though. Yes. Well, they're real gunshots, but well, just not track me, right? blanks, blanks, starting starter pencil. So, all right. Education this week. I thought about it um, as a good topic. Um, last week, we sort of um, um, joked a couple weeks ago, we joked around about testing and the SAT and the ACT. And we've talked and hinted about these things a little bit going forward. But um, a, the big talk about, um, you know, and a lot of people say the purpose of education and right historically, right, the purpose of public education was to prepare American citizens for the workforce, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not talking about just the subject matter, but the whole idea of public education, right? Like going through 
a routine, a five day. Yeah. There's a reason it's a five day a week routine with a lunch built. You know, it wasn't just like, hey, how do we design this? It was support supposedly, you know, hey, let's prepare a workforce. Yeah. Okay. Along with the information you learn, the routine and the idea of how it goes. You all go to the same place. You get there at the same time. You do all. I show a movie to my history class, sometimes economics, uh, called Modern Times, which is from the 1930s. And it's a factory. It's it's a Charlie Chaplin movie, so it's meant to be, you know, it's a farce. But nonetheless, they show he uh, him going to the bathroom. Even to go to the bathroom, he has to punch out. And the kids immediately pick up on that's kind of like the past that we have to do here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even that was, it, it, you know, our school system is modeled on the industrial factory. We were sending yeah. people getting in the marine to go to the factory. And, agri- and again, the people always say, why do you have summers off? It was also based on the agricultural system, right. which is even prior to that, yeah. you know, which was a method of the children being home to help during the harvest, you know, to the, the busiest farm season there is. Sure. Um, what I wanted to talk about today is where do we see like this future of what is the work for what? does the workforce what is it going to look like okay because we've already seen some changes recently like covid not only changed education it changed the expectations of the workforce and where do we see that going and what does education play into that and you know we, we there's lots of ways we can go with it we can talk about you know, you know you can say whatever you want i have some notes about what i want to talk about but you know do we see education changing at all because of this um do we see you know we've talked in some previous episodes about how in the 90s, it was the focus on college, college, college. Then, you know, that then became the focus of now we get this sort of focus of, um, you know, college isn't as important. All those sort of things like trades and this sort of thing. I just want to know where you see the future of employment going. And if you were, I guess, if you were going to, you know, I, I think the best way to answer this question is giving advice to your own kids. I get this is how I look at it with my own kids. Um, giving advice to your own kids, you know, because you want you don't want them to waste time. You don't want them to waste money and you want them to find something that is fulfilling. Sure. So um, I, I guess that's the way I almost want to frame the question. Where do you see it? Um, how do you ch- see it working with schools and how do you maybe see it with your own kids? So I'm going to be, okay. So I, I look at this a couple of ways, you know, when COVID hit, what was interesting is, all, you know, the, the, the quick rush to judgment about things like, um, you know, certain people were declared heroes including us for a little while and i i wasn't comfortable with that at all i you know no, it doesn't matter that those days are over those days are over they're they're <laughs> really over we know that but you know there's all the, the, these quick rash um almost collective beliefs that started to form and then changed immediately and so one of the things i noticed was a lot of people saying things like oh teachers are I can't believe I, I, teaching is so hard. I couldn't, I can't believe how hard it is. And, you know, people got to listen to it at home and saw how difficult it was, you know, zooming with classes and things like that. And so it was kind of neat in that regard, uh, at least giving folks a glimpse into what we were kind of the, the challenges of our everyday, you know, job. And then, uh, you know, I was listening to a guy talk the other day um, and he framed it a different way. The reason, you know, what people got to realize is just how schools were, I don't want to say brainwashing, but brainwashing kids, you know, and, uh, you know, teaching kids to be woke and all this stuff. And, you know, we got to revamp the education system. And, and all it kind of taught me, Mike, in thinking about how is much. That, who, who, who's saying that? The recently unemployed Tucker Carlson? No, it's not Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it's a guy, actually a guy who's, uh, I guess for life, I can't remember his name. Um, 
I don't mean to put you on the spot. Go ahead. I don't, it was a joke. Yeah, I it was, it was more of a Tucker Carlson joke. It was. I know it was. I wish I could tell you his name too. Um, he did. He's a Republican uh, that was running for. Uh, he lost the endorsement of Trump uh, to Oz in Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, and he just wrote a book about this. But the the point I'm making is, I think people. Um, I, I I think we're in this inertia, and I don't think it's. You know, I do believe. For the people that want the change in the education that their son or daughter is going to get, going to get, there's more availability there uh, for that to happen. Um, you know, there's more online options. There's more options to take things. You know, you have so many students doing independent studies and stuff like that in the library. Um, but I think the general education, I, I just sort of learned this as I was watching him, is I think we're the inertia is so much ingrained in us i don't think it's going to change very much generally speaking i think we're going to probably be on the same model for at least a little while longer you know it's funny you think going back to when we were growing up and your dad your dad right worked in the factory right like a auto factory when we that we were hitting that time when they were really and hitting home that these jobs aren't going to be around anymore the factory job is being replaced by all robots and that hasn't happened you still need people on the assembly line no, robots can't do everything. Now, have they made it faster and more right and easier? But you still need millwrights that go and repair the stuff that's down. You still need people that actually sure are on these lines. So that that, that you know, we I if you went back to the '90s, you'd figure today a car would be built by like one person and everything else would be robots, right? Yeah, the way right. they're trying to scare right. us. So that didn't happen. And also, so right, right now, what's the big thing right now? Oh, there's not going to be truck drivers anymore. It's going to be all these automated trucks and. I sometimes think, and I look at like 75, 275 when I'm driving around and just like the construction zones. And I see some of these videos of like, yes, you know, Teslas and stuff that have these auto. And even my car has like this auto steer thing, right? Like I, if I let go of the wheel and if it starts going off to the side, it says yeah. grab the wheel, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, do you really think, okay, so that was what I was like 18 and, you know, at that point. So that's now, and that's 30 years. So, so I'm 48 now coming up. So when I'm 78, it's still probably not going to be all Now, will there be a, will there be some that are that way? Possibly. But I, I just think sometimes I put this fear into people about these changes that you still need human capital and yeah, you still need right. human labor. I mean, that, that, that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as worried about that. Um, I, I'm one of these people. I respect the trades. I think that it's a great field, but I also think sometimes people use it as Oh, don't go to college. This is the easiest way. It's not easy. Right, right. It's not easy. It's first right. of all, it's not easy to people think that, oh, it's only this long. It's only this, you know, go, but it's still learning. Like you have to learn this. And then it's a tough job. Yeah. It's a tough job physically on your body. Right. Okay. So now, okay, so maybe you are done at the age of 20 and you're tra- trained. But all of a sudden now, okay, you're 20 years old, 30, you're 50. That's gonna take a lot out of on your body compared to somebody that is not work. And again, there's, I'm not knocking it at all. I think it's a great job, but I think a lot of times people sit there and act like these are easy or no big deal. And the people in the trades will come right out sometimes and say, Hey, this isn't easy. You know what I mean? So if this don't, don't just because yes, you can maybe do it with a lot, little less investment in schooling and debt. And yes, you might get some high pay to start. It's going to take a toll. And you also have to, just because it's a trade does not mean it does not involve some intelligence and and definitely and it definitely involves hard work and work ethic. Sure. And I think sometimes we're too quick to say, oh, well, that, that just do a trade. 
It's the easy no, it's a, it's suggestion. It's just the point I was making. Like these trends, they come and they go, and these these beliefs and these narratives, and fundamentally, we end up right back in the same spot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. as much as I think we talked about it too, we thought this is going to be the 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 the, the breaking point. And again, things have changed. We've you know, I I bring people into my classes for the career unit to Zoom. Uh, Dr. Ashley Terry's coming in Friday. Um, oh, nice. When we get yeah. But the bottom line is we, we're still we're still in the same model. Um, so and here's another thing I do think I do think that I will give up um, that is definitely going to change. I think our generation, uh, us now, like uh, Generation X, we're going to be the last of the 30 year career people yes. in, a, in a single place. Yes, I agree. A majority of us being in a 30 year career in the same sort of field in the same maybe definitely in the same place but definitely in the same career. I just think that uh, society and even the education, even the college program has, and and part of it, unfortunately, I think too, is because of all these places that got rid of pensions, that people are going to have to work longer, not because because they want to, but because they pretty much have to, because it sounds like, you know, we're going to have a debt limit negotiation coming up we saw what was going on in paris with uh, retirement yeah. and uh, raising retirement ages you know currently here you know 67 is i think the, the top out age you can start even younger but i just think that younger generations you know without a pension they're not going to do the same thing for 30 40 years right they, they know that they're gonna have to do a couple careers and i personally i don't think there's anything wrong with that and you know and i look at myself and i'm 48 i got uh, 25 years of actual work and at the end of this year um, I, I'm at my 30 with my purchased years. I switched my career, what I was doing, but I'm still in education. But I, I don't see myself doing this until I'm like 65, working in public schools. But I also don't see myself retiring in my 50s and not doing anything. Right, right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try something different, and whether it be with my library degree, whether it be with my English degree, or whether it be not with those degrees. Are we gonna you know, open like, our own uh, facility? On charter school. Charter school. Charter schools are on the way down. No offense. Uh, that that that's another '90s fad that I think is um. A university. I, I think. What's that? Are we going to open our university? You missed uh, yeah, Possibly, possibly. I just think that that was that had its day, and I think people have now seen through that. And some people made a lot of money, not educators, uh, and they realized. Certainly they realized. Been. What's that? Certainly not the educator. Certainly not the educator. So, but you know, that's, that's just, that's the big difference I see when I tell my kids and Chloe's going to college and Nate's thinking about what he wants to do. You know, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to say, Hey, first of all, you got to learn something. You have to learn something beyond a high school diploma. No offense to anyone that just has a high school diploma, but in reality, that's the truth. You have to have some sort of training, whether it be, you know, I was talking to um, I'm trying to remember now who it was that I was speaking to, and they were talking about the number of state troopers that Michigan needs, and that there's the program that you can do to go through that and get in there. And, you know, I, it's not a bad job, you know, being a state, a Michigan state trooper, it's a state employee, I think they may still even have a pension, you know, you, but you have to go off for some training for some yeah. time, you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I just want my kids to better themselves, but I also want them to feel fulfillment and enjoy what they're doing. Because we all both know if you're not enjoying what you're doing, right. it could be six figures, it could be a million dollars a year. We've seen many of people leave many of jobs and professions because they don't enjoy it. So you got there has to be some personal fulfillment. Sure, sure. So um, anything else you'd like to add? 
No, I think uh, this is an interesting topic. I, you know, uh, Mike, this career. It's, it's, it's hard. To me, it's hard because I get angry when we say, oh, there's career pathways. And I don't mind like what you're doing, having people come in and talk. I think that's a great idea. But also this, the idea that at 15, 16, 17, a kid needs to know what they have no, to do. Oh, you're right. It, it, it's so hard. It's so it's it's ridiculous. And like I said, we joke around. When I was 15, 16, 17, I did not, I was not sitting there saying, I can't wait to be a school librarian. Right. You know, I I just wasn't like I and and that was back when nowadays jobs I think are even more widespread and more out there. And it's it's just a hard thing to do. But the problem is at 18, if you go to a university, 18, 19, you're spending money and time. And yeah, we know you got to get your your common, your 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 basic skills done. So a lot of the classes are the same, but you're still you don't want to waste credits on things you don't need. It it's just it's it's a hard thing. But the fact is just for anybody, I, I know many people, I know my own brother-in-law went got one degree first, like an HR degree, tried it, hated it, and then ended up going to a second degree and, and does what he does now with speech pathology. You know, like it's, right. you so have I, those opportunities. For me, if nothing else, I try to bring these people in that just, this is something, you know, I, I think is so obvious. Talk to people in these different fields. I That might be more important than anything. I have them research the Bureau of Labor Statistics. This is what the job market is going to look like in five years, 10 years. And that's important. But again, they're 16, 17, 15. They don't care. You know, five yeah. years down the road could be 500 years. But I think if you talk to people who are in the fields, see what they say at this point in time in their life, you know, these are mostly local people that they can identify with. Some of them even know the people I'm bringing uh, to Zoom. And, and I think if you talk to them, you could start to realize, okay, this is, you know, they have two kids. This is the reason, you know, Mrs. Warren, Paula Warren was a, a guest today school board member. And, you know, she said, I got a second job because we wanted to travel in the summer. And, and I think the kids, you know, they know Kelly Warren's a teacher in the building. So, okay, these are two full-time people, but they wanted to travel. Therefore she had to get a second job. So they're kind of seeing at least that part of it that I think they understand a little bit, even if it does seem down the road, I think you could kind of project, okay, I want this kind of life for myself. I like travel. I like seeing new places. Um, so that's more than anything. And it was something that is so obvious to me. And it wasn't, I never thought of it when I was in high school. And if somebody told me, I'm not going to say nobody told me that, but if they did, I wasn't listening, um, which is sad because I think this is, it's valuable. That's a great story that you bring up too, because it brings the other change, not only the end of the 30 year career for one person in one place, I think the flexibility of work also for this new, this generation, these contact contract gigs or temporary jobs of, you know, oh, I need to pick up some extra money. I'm going to do these, uh, you know, there's things online where you can be proofreaders or editors and you just right, work by right. the gig. You know, you, you know, you can, do you just want to do shipped for a couple of weeks? Do you really, you know, like in the summer, like someone like us, like used yeah. to be teachers have to go, you'd go find a physical job. Well, now, you know what, if you only want to work like the month of July, go do some, you know, there's Amazon routes you can pick right. up and stuff like that. And it just, the ability to pick and choose to make money, if you want to do that, you have that ability. So I think that's something that's also different that everyone has to take into account. So, sure. but you still, like I said, some things don't change. Now my daughter's coming back home. She's going to be bartending again this summer in, in bar bag. And that's a, that's the, you know, there's the, that, that's been going around for years and that's a, a gig yeah. that you can make some quick cash if you're willing to put in long, hard hours. And it's, yeah. it's just the way it is. So, all right, overrated, underrated this week. We've done some other, we've done, I believe, fall in Michigan before. It's mm -hmm. time to do spring in Michigan. And I, this, I, you know, I don't want to do it just to do it, but I think we got this little tease a few weeks back. Yeah. A little string of like three days, 
where it was 80 and sunny. Um, I, got, I, I had to click the air on. I don't know if you did. Uh, I had to click the air on. Um, and now we're, ba we're back to normal Michigan spring here in April these last couple of days. So overrated, underrated spring in Michigan, the four season people that love this state. This is one of your four. This is spring. What do you have as overrated spring in Michigan? I think the the notion of spring itself in Michigan is overrated. The idea that this is a, you know, I, I envision hearing the song by the Fresh Prince and DJ Jazzy Jeff that summertime, because, you know, summertime is coming and, you know, and I know that's a different season altogether, but the idea that spring is coming and I think we just, we, we realize it's not what it's cracked up to be every April today was miserable earlier in the week was even more. I was out Sunday watching my daughter's soccer game and it was hailing before then it was snow late. Like it was awful. And it was in the like upper thirties. So the idea that we get more crappy spring days than really nice ones in the grand total. I, I would like to, I'd like to do a little tally, but I think it's worse. We get more bad days than good ones in general. And to me, this weather sucks. So I'm saying it's it's just the, the notion of spring in Michigan is just, I think we should split fall and spring. You kind of said it earlier in the week. Well, for me, for overrated is the fact that it's never really warm. It's never warm in spring in Michigan. It, to no. me, I feel as if we go from winter with a smattering of like three or four days. I'm not even counting those ones back because that was like a fluke. That was just like this warm cell that popped up. So in reality, in May, we'll hit this little window of May of, May of like where there's like 65, 65, 70, and then all of a sudden it's 80 and the air's on. It's yeah, June. Right. Like, it, it, like, whereas in the fall, you get this gradual, yeah, you'll yeah. get a real cold morning every once in a while, but there really is a fall. Right. There's a period after, you know, mid-September where, okay, we're not having the air on anymore. It's not, I'm not sweating like crazy when right, I'm outside right. anymore. And it's a stretch from like mid-September all the way into almost early November. Yeah. Like a considerable amount of time. Whereas with Michigan spring, and I can say this as a longtime track and field coach, it's the worst. It is the absolute worst. You get a, a pop-up day here or there. Again, I'll take those two couple days in April. If you look at the next 10 days here and we're going into early May, May 1st is on Monday after this episode, it's still 50s and lows in the 30s. It's worse than fall weather. Yeah, Like absolutely. fall weather, at least, you know, and, and so it's like, don't even... Just, I'm going to say it right now, four season. I love Michigan. It's a four season state. It's not a four season state. It's a three season state. You got summer, which runs from late May all the way to mid-September. All right, let's face it. Those, those games with the big house are hot in mid-September. Yeah. Then you got fall from like mid-September through mid to late November, fall. And then you have winter from that late November through mid-May. There is no spring. There is none. I'm with you. Prove me, prove me wrong. <laughs> I, 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 it's, it's a three-season state. And if you think there's a fourth season here, you're plant your flowers this weekend then, all you spring people. Plant your flowers. Yeah. When are you going to suppose – when do they tell you to plant your flowers? After Memorial Day. Yeah. What is Memorial Day? What is Memorial Day considered? The kickoff of summer, right? Kickoff of summer, yeah. So put up or shut up, you spring people. Plant your flowers Ooh. right now. Man. Plant them. If it's really spring, plant them. And don't go asking for a refund at Frank's Nursery when they Ooh, die. You mad, bro? Jeez. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What is your underrated for Michigan? Hopefully, we can find something after this. Uh, uh, it was hard. Michigan's it came to me today. I pulled into my house and, and just kind of looking around. I wonder if you're going to have the same thing as me. Everybody's lawn looks good. All this, yeah, rain and cool. It's like, rain. but that, you get that in September, too. 
you do, but the weeds haven't really hit yet. The weeds okay. have usually hit, you know, in the, the fall month. I mean, the we, I just think right now, because of all the rain, you're right. I, but, the, but the problem is in September, you've had the summer where there's a lot of dead grass and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I, right now, I think, is the best looking grass you're going to see all year. So I'm yeah. going with grass. That's good. Yeah. And usually, and that usually lasts what to like mid May, mid yeah. to early May. And then, totally. then it starts getting warm right. and water bills are, and I'm, I have a sprinkler system, but I don't live and die by that. No. Thing, and that's when you have to make the decision. Are you going to uh, pay a lot of money to have that nice looking lawn or not, not me. It's yeah. fine. It's totally fine. Okay. So I thought we were going to go the same route. Cause again, I was playing. Here's the one thing that Michigan spring has that saves us. And I'll give it some credit. It's no longer dark at five 30. Like yeah. I was at this track meet that ran till like right. the seven o'clock hours and we're not even into May and the sunlight was still out. Yeah. Michigan winters and Michigan, even late fall to winter. Once you get fall back, it's miserable around here because yeah. it is dark at like five o'clock. Yeah. And you that's the work, one thing that you're getting to work when it's dark and you're leaving yep. work when it's dark. And that's it's the hard. one thing that Michigan spring has is that even on a day like today, today was very cool and chilly. But that sun was out and the sun was still out even when I was driving home at 730 from this track meet. So thank goodness, Michigan spring, you know, it has nothing to do with Michigan, though. It just has to do with the the sun. And I mean, I'm not an astronomy guy. I did take it at Eastern, but but still I have to I had to find something underrated. And that's what I'm giving the, the no longer having the 530 or 515 sunsets. And that is one I will. I do know this. It's because of how we're on the very far end of the uh, time zone, Eastern time zone. So summertime, Detroit area, and imagine if you lived in Grand Rapids, which is at the very, you know, you're yeah. at the far end, you get that, those, those sunsets in like 940, almost yeah, 10 PM. Cool. Yeah. It's hard to put forks in people's yards and knock on their doors or run away when the sun's still up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> right over there. <laughs> All right. Hot mic. What is, oh, hot mic. Yes. What is your hot mic take for the week? I don't know how I sequestered it. Um, so last week I did. What did I do last week, Mike? Um, man, you really. Uh, well, that's when you were interrupted. That was the. Um, yeah, you're right. You just, you just. I uh, threw you. Do you want me to do mine and you can recover? I mean, I can do mine. I know. So by last week, I did my worst Detroit sports moments, right? Yes. So this week, kind of like what we do, overrated, underrated, we leave on a good note. So I'm going to leave this one on a, on a good note, my best Detroit sports moments. Um, and I threw just some – now, I'm going to limit this. It has to be, you know, within my lifetime. Uh, okay. Lifetime. So I have some here. I want to – all right, let me let me just throw these at you. Uh, for the Pistons, 007, Vinny Johnson. Uh, when they yeah, I think that, that was bigger to me. I mean, the first one, obviously, was great. But there really wasn't a moment they that was like a you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you really sort of I guess in the Portland series, but that shot like I was worried they were going to lose that game against Portland. Yeah, and that shot was pretty cool. So yes. Um, and then in the old four season, hence Mike James, uh, Chauncey Billups. I mentioned this before on the show what it was like being there. Chauncey Billups made that shot to tie the game, send it to overtime. They ended up going to triple overtime. They lost the game. But with the power of hindsight, that was a moment that really stood out. So those are my two big Detroit Pistons moments. It's hard coming up with anything for the Lions. Barry getting 2,000, I think, was a great moment. Um, but the, the fact that, I mean, them beating the Cowboys, but is there a moment in that game? He had a big run that game. 
you know, that he, he broke like three tackles or something like that. And it looked like he was down and he broke it. Um, the Tigers, I got two big home runs. Um, Maglio Ordonez to send them to the World Series. Gibby in 84. Uh, yeah, we, were, both, yeah, we were your babies for that. We were. And in both cases, you know, Maglio, they were up 3-0 in the series. I think the game was tied when he hit it. So it's like they would have won, but it was still a cool moment. Gibby, they were up 3-1 in the series. I think it was they were winning when he hit the home run, if I'm not mistaken. I'm sure I'll get corrected. But I think it was – I want to say it was 5-4 to four and he made it 8-4. to four. But those were still cool moments. Um, Steve Eiserman with the goal against the uh, St. Louis Blues to send them to the conference finals in game seven in overtime, but they lost the conference finals that year. Finally beating Colorado – um the, the the big the brawl in march of 97 that you know the uh, the goalies came out and everybody fought and claw lemieux and everything else and so those are the moments uh my number one but i'm biased is vinnie johnson's 007 um yeah i'm gonna agree with you i think for me in my lifetime that that to me is the it, it just was because like i said that game was close and um uh, you know, it was that that shot is just one of those moments. You know, there were other the other championship was there. Those other things didn't the wings did you know sort of like those wings the Stanley Cup victories they had. There really wasn't like a big moment that you know they won those pretty you know they beat Easily, the Penguins yeah. in six. I mean, it was never like the edge of your seat. So I think Vinny's right. and even though that series they were up close, we're you wrong, know, they yeah. lose that if they lose that game, you know, you never know. Um, so I think that sort of like, and you know, you sort of felt like that sealed it, you know. I got. Well, I, I don't too, think you know. Dumars, um, his dad died during the series. Yeah. Would he have gone home? You know, they were yeah, coming home to play. Now he said his dad would have wanted him to play, so he probably. But you never know how that plays out. No, um, I mean, so I can psychologically. I, I mean, right. I think sometimes people. I think sometimes people, you know, these stick to sports people. I think people think that's like so easy, and I mean yeah. that could that could mess a person up for their career, sure. not to mention for just what's going on in that series. So, um, so I think you covered the Detroit ones. Well, I know uh, for me as a, um, as a penguin fan, it was obviously Mark Andre Fleury save in game seven at Joe Lewis arena that uh, the, the puck was fluttering all around. And uh, I, I mean, I was, I was in Disney world uh, trying to watch, like on a, I was updating my ESPN app uh, just trying. And I, cause I didn't want to wake people up in the hotel room we were in when they, while we're playing that game um for the Steelers they won two Super Bowls in more of my modern lifetime not and and but one here in Ford Field and that uh reverse pass play that Antoine went Randall L through to Heinz Ward to me just stands it's not only was it a cool play but it sort of sealed the sure. the game and uh the Pirates um who are like we joked around earlier but they had that little run earlier um and they had to play the Reds in a one-game playoff and the fans were all in black and Johnny Cueto was pitching and they're chanting his name and he dropped the ball as he was on the mound and the people went nuts. And then the next yeah. pitch, Russell Martin hits a home run who he, and he never really was a power guy. You know, he's their catcher. Just, I mean, that, that, any, any younger pirate fan that's not from the Willie Stargell yeah. era, that's yeah. their moment. And it, like you said, sometimes it is just one game, you know, the Dallas lions game. That's all you have. Pirates fans, that's all we have. Yeah, that's that's all we have since 1980 is that wild card win over the Reds. And unfortunately, sometimes you just have to take that. So no, that's everything what it is. else is a loss. Like I could give you yeah. like, the last week. We can yeah. losses. Now, do yeah, I, I mean, those... this? Uh, you know, I thought Michigan, you know, as a Michigan fan, I could give, you know, certainly obviously the, the 
uh, national championship team in 1989, the football 97. There was a couple moments there. Certainly yeah, college went- stuff. Michigan State's basketball championship with yeah. a great team over right. Florida. I mean, there's there's lots there. You were, so, you yeah. were at the big Michigan State football game, the, the Rose Bowl. Victory. The Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl. Yeah, that, I mean, that was great. That was very cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that was, uh, like I said, that was a really good team. And if they didn't have one slip up earlier in the year, who knows what that team would have been playing for at yeah. that point. But but so is college football. All right, my hot mic take, and I want to dispel any rumors. The Pass the Mic show is not breaking up. This isn't Mike and yeah. Mike from ESPN. But I have decided, you know, I've, I've mentioned before on episodes that I was a consumer of TikTok, right? And I said how I'd find myself like, and so finally, I don't know if it was boredom. I don't know if it was me being frozen or me being hungry or a combination of all three. But last Friday, the day of the premiere of uh, our video episode, I was at New Boston Huron, uh, fine school district down the road, our little neighbors out in the country, right? Uh, Dr. Dr. Menser's children attend there. Um, Mr. Cobb Fletch came from there, our athletic director. Uh, I thought I'd buy the popcorn smelled delicious. So I bought a bag of their popcorn for a dollar, nice warm bag. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do a TikTok concession stand review, which through the years we've been doing sort of, I've been doing with Max Bailey and you, when we go to football games, I tweet some of these sometimes, yeah. right? We go to Edsel Ford and I, you know, and this is nothing new. It's just, I decided to go with a new medium, I guess we'd say. And lo and behold, I did a review of their popcorn and their nachos. And then the next day I was at lovely Woodhaven back at Woodhaven fourth track meet in five days reviewed their popcorn and uh, pizza, which was from Sammy's, which I, I, I highly um, Max Bailey's is overrated. I think Sammy's is rated right where it belongs. I think it's very good. Uh, and these have sort of uh, cut a little steam. I'm not leaving past the mic, but I am enjoying uh, uh, doing these productions. My goal is to do some to Friday at Carlson for the Marauder invite the weather doesn't look so great but I hope to do a couple there now my son who normally as you know bashes past the mic yeah um, my daughter bashed these TikToks a little bit he suggested and some other people like Drew Sequoia suggest I should do these with some school lunches as well what are your thoughts I'm a little uh I'm a little worried (laughs) Nate your son also seems to be using this as a wedge issue between the two of us Try to split. I hope, Rocco, I, hope, I hope Rocco doesn't hear about this. This maybe. I hope so. Nate actually said to me, uh, he hopes you leave the show and just go this route. So I, he's I trying to break up. To be, trying to break up past the mic. Yeah, am I supposed to be jealous about this? Am I supposed to be angry? No, I, I'm here. This is my reassuring to you and to all of our listeners that I'm not going anywhere. This is not. Uh, You're not like Bobby Brown in New Edition. I'm not Bobby Brown, a new addition. I'm not uh, Mike Goldberg kicking you to the dirt and hosting a get up or whatever on ESPN in the morning. Greenberg, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm not a Bobby Bonilla abandoning the Pirates. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, you're more than welcome to join me on, you know, one of these. That's fine. I, you know, Sam D'Angelo appeared in my nacho video. Uh, you know, chomping on some popcorn, and you know, Mr. D is always <laughs> the oh, the I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I don't, I, I haven't even thought about what I'd include Mr. D'Angelo in on there. I don't know, I, I would, I, I can't even say two Italians because when I did my genealogy test, I was so shocked by how low my Italian rate is. Uh, is, uh you remember, I'm, I'm my homeland's being currently invaded, you know, Tucker Carlson's fine with it, but but you know, I'm not. <laughs> 
Nor should you be. <laughs> but yeah, so don't, again, I just, the, the purpose of this is not to get views, but you can't views on Mike the Librarian on TikTok if you want, if you want to go check it out. Not surprisingly, it's about food. It's about food, yes. Yeah, so I'm sure your buddies will enjoy that. Yes, it's concession stand reviews. Uh, Hadi Ansari, Mr. Hadi, one of our previous guests, commented right away and asked about it. So he's very, you know, he's very, um, he's out there. He's an influencer. I'm not an influencer. I just like concession stands. So okay. next up, Carlson High School. I don't know if I'm going to do the school lunch. I don't want to get like the lunch ladies mad. No. Because you know? let's let's face it, there's not going to be a lot of 7.5, 8s or 9s rolling out around <laughs> Unless we get what, the the chicken bowl or the uh, Thanksgiving feast, they did a good spinach salad today. That's pretty good. Oh well, there there you go. Maybe I gotta hit Scope's popcorn up in this Marauder Galley too. All right, well that's it for this week. Um, we and again dedication. We're both exhausted. It's about nine forty five after a track meet, in the middle of a long week. Uh, we got a new episode out for you. Uh, NFL draft tomorrow. Let's leave it with that. NFL draft where what where do you see the lions going i don't even need a player's name but what position do you think do you think they do you think they move it all are they going to stay at that pick what do you got i think they're staying at six they get a d lineman and if the gentleman from georgia is available do they draft him yeah well if yeah. will anderson is not available i think those are one and two and i think they take will anderson first okay but if he's there, they take him. I agree. I think so too. I think uh, the Steelers, man, they, the the mocks have them all over. But you know, yeah. it's hard when you're like 16 or 17 because right. So I mean, so much could happen there. Thankfully for the Steelers, I think that they have the mix of needing both a corner, a wide receiver, and an offensive lineman. And I think that they'll take the best position player of those three spots. Is my I know that's a lame cop out, but I really don't think they care. Like if it has to be. Like so for example, like Joey Porter Jr., you know, they're not gonna be heartbroken if he's gone. And then the next best guy up is a wide out, they'll take the wide out, you know, or they'll mm -hmm. take the offensive lineman. I think that's and I think that's where they are as a team. I don't think they're sitting there, you know, they got they thankfully got their quarterback last year. In all reality, you know, is Kenny Pickett the best guy in the world? No, but I think they're gonna be okay with him. Well, I was watching a mock yesterday and uh, on ESPN. They actually had Will Levis falling all the way to 19 to the Bucks, And I just wondered, for your sake, like, would, would that be somebody – I mean, you got to stick with Pickett at this point, right? But, yeah. Uh, I mean, it. and they still – and I believe – I mean, I'm, I'm – I guess I'm the worst. They still have Trubisky, yeah, right? Like, he hasn't – they <laughs> like, I, I guess – but that just shows you, like, this guy is delusional – there's no demand for him, yeah. you know, no, you know, like he, he, he is who he is. He's a Back backup at best. Yes. Like, yes, that's, I'm, that's just, I mean, that's, looking back now, what Chicago did that year is baffling. Oh. It's the bears being the bears, especially in a year where uh, Mahomes was yeah. there, but oh, well, well, enjoy the draft a year from today. We're recording on this April 26th, April 26th, 24 we'll be heading downtown, right? We're going to the draft. We're going to do it. We're going to well, maybe we maybe we get media credentials. Pass the mic can be at the draft. I wonder if Jeff Simon still has his connections with the Lions. He can get us a uh, uh yeah, we'll be on press row. Yeah. We'll see. And then I'll go to the concession stand and do some TikToks. All right, everybody have a great week. TikToks banned by then. Then what? 
well, whoever, I don't know. That's, that's true. I forgot about that. The Washington DC taking care of the important business going on. Yeah. China, China spying on my, uh, uh concession stand reviews. <laughs> Meanwhile, the national debt rolls up and, uh, you know, there's hungry people everywhere, but get to work out there. Yeah. Average age of the U S Senate's 78, probably. I doubt it's 78, <laughs> but your point is well taken. It's pushing it. All right, everybody, have a great week. We'll see you next week. See you later.